we're in the future right now. Ooh. Spooky. Spooky. The spooky future. Oh, man. This is episode number seven, 17 yep. <laughs> of the Steve Lambie Checkup OVA. <laughs> Inside Baseball, we're recording this one before we do 16, so that's why it's a little bit weird. Uh, I'm Jared, joined by uh, the toughest co-host in the history of podcasts because she's sick and still managing to do this episode. Whoop, whoop. And Ladium. Hello, I'll try not to throw up all over, all over everybody. <laughs> That's the ticking time bomb we are dealing with on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and I'm making her laugh, which like is very counterproductive to her illness, so... Direct all inquiries to be being a jerk at Anime Checkup on Twitter. You see Follow that casual us. plug right there? Follow Man. us. Do it. Media training that I yeah. don't have. <laughs> I say, where do we get media training? Uh, I've done podcasts for like th- three, four years now. I'll blame that. All right. Follow us. I, w- I was thinking today, or the other day, that the uh, the mainline Seasonal Anime Checkup podcast is now entering its fourth year. Which Jeez. seems does not seem right, but also it's like I did, I do four episodes out of a year, so yeah, that kind of makes it a little bit better. But still, geez, been talking about anime on the internet for too long. Well, we've been doing this for a little bit now. Yeah, we did. We started back in what September? It was when Danganronpa three came out, so it's been it's been a hot second. But we, like, we weren't doing it like weekly back then. It was like we did no. one episode and then we'd wait a month and do another one. And then, like, we did that for, like, three months, and in January is when we kind of, like, rebooted it and went weekly with it, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great. Um, we uh, we had to get our groove going, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've, uh, I think we've totally got that now. I think so. Yeah. Uh, today, tonight, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo mobile strategy, or yep. just all three of their apps that they've put out so far. Yep. Which was a good suggestion by you. Yay, me! I make good suggestions sometimes. <laughs> For a topic uh, to, to do a show on, because, like, it's been a strange thing. Nintendo's yeah. mobile strategy. It has. It's been really weird. And I think I've actually stuck with the apps longer than you have, except for Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, oh. I was a little bit after you in being like, nah, I'm done with this. <laughs> you stuck with Mitomo for a long time. A very long time, and I'm still playing Pokemon Go sometimes. Which, that, that doesn't necessarily count? It doesn't, because I don't actually play Pokemon Go, I just collect Pokemon. And also, it's not it's not from Nintendo. Well, yeah, but... Which, you know, if you remember over the summer when Pokemon Go blew up and Nintendo's stock rose from it, and then everyone was like, oh, Nintendo's not making this, and then the stock went, phew. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that in uh, in this, even though, like, the, the Nintendo Wikia, which is a thing, has, like, a subsection for Pokemon, but I'm just like, no. Yeah. No. Um, And then the second game that we're going to talk about, uh, I played once and realized that I hated it and never went back to it, deleted it immediately. And I was like, wow, this is really disappointing. But um, but yeah, I did play Mitoma for a long, long time, like several, several months. Yeah, you were, I know you stuck with it for just a good long while, even after like I'd fallen off of it and 
Like, a lot of other people had fallen off of it at that time. There was only two people I knew of that, like, regularly signed in on there. And um, it was it was kind of a bummer because I, I enjoyed it while I was playing it for the most part. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> apps don't work if other people – social apps don't work if other people aren't playing them. But yeah, that's just a big thing, like, about this is, like, Mitomo essentially is a social network. Yeah. But, I mean, when it came out in 2016, but, like – you know, saying that today, like, if you try and start up a new social network for whatever purpose, like, I mean, unless you're Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, one of those big five, essentially, like, you're not going to get off the ground. You're not going to get a sustainable user base at this point in time because, like, everyone's got their their niche social media needs and they're just going to stick with that and they don't need anything else. Right. Well, and Mitomo didn't really do anything that was, like, extremely fun and different. I mean, it had, like, games involved with it, but it, it it wasn't a traditional social network in the sense that, like, you could actually, like, talk to people very well. No, it was just, like, answer some questions, that's it. I did learn a lot about some of my friends, though, so that was kind of cool and also terrifying in certain ways. Um, I learned more about people than I probably ever hoped to know. Uh, That's always a scary thing. Thanks, Mitomo. And they probably know way more about me than they ever hoped to know as well, so um, sorry, guys. My B. So let's give a little backstory for, like, the whole thing. So Nintendo announced in 2015... That they were like, hey, we're going to get into mobile games. And everyone was just like, whoa. Because they thought like, oh, this is Nintendo getting out of the console market. But they're like, nah, dog. We're still in there. So they partnered up with uh, DNA, who was the company that's pretty much helped them create the three big mobile games they've put out. Which is yep. Mitomo Super Mario Run and Fire Emblem, whatever. Fates? Heroes. No. Heroes. Fates Heroes. is the 3DS one. Correct. So, Yeah. I guess, like, one kind of funny thing of this is that, like, of from this announcement, they were talking about how the first game they were going to put out was going to come out later in 2015, which, whoops, that didn't happen. No. Nope. Mitomo didn't launch until, I think, early 2016. Mm-hmm. And even then, it was, like, a staggered launch because it came out in, like, like, Australia, New Zealand first, and then, like, Japan and then eventually came over to America. So, like, if you had workarounds, like, like I have a Japanese uh, iOS account, you could get the the app then. But even then, it was just like I, it was kind of like just stuck on Japan, so it, it wouldn't have worked. And like, obviously, I didn't really know anyone else that had it that could get it early too. So it was just like I'm just gonna wait for the uh, the US releases. I think my my biggest issue with Mitomo was like not just the fact that it was like a social network that wasn't gonna really work that well. It was almost like a bad version of Tomodachi Life, the 3DS game that came out in, like, 2014. Right. Where, like, that game essentially is, like, oh, you throw a bunch of Miis into, like, this island, and they just go around, and you kind of, like, watch them do stuff and interact with each other. And that was kind of the point of Mitomo was, like, you have your me it's going to interact with, like, your friends, and it's going to ask them questions and everything. But that's basically it. I mean, it had those, like, little mini-games you could get, like various Nintendo themed costumes and all that sort of jazz, which was, you know, similar to Tomodachi Live. But there just wasn't anything to do with it unless you really wanted to answer questions all day. And even then it was just like, eh. 
Yeah, and then like a lot of the questions got super duper personal and deep, and I'm just like, "Whoa, buddy! Like you yeah. guys taking this real serious?" <laughs> that uh, was a real strange thing. It was like, "Let's get super personal with you." I'm like, "Uh, no." Like they were asking at one point, like, "What is the most recent thing that you regret?" And I'm like, "Dang, Nintendo, <laughs> you really <laughs> downloading me Tomo." <laughs> I was like, "Um." I don't know if I want to answer that question. Uh, and, um, right, you can skip, but... Um, but then it'll eventually just come back. It'll come back, and then it'll haunt you, and you're like, oh, God, all of my regrets, all of them are going to come up. What am I going to do? <laughs> the, the one thing I remember, because, like, I, I, I did it at the beginning, and then kind of dropped off of it, because I didn't really have many people on there that i Thanks. had friends with on there yeah because oh that's a that's another thing was it like the the friend adding adding friends was difficult was stupid is that it was really difficult so eventually like they kind of fixed that like a month or two after the fact so like i remember like <laughs> there was a period when it was like you and i answering questions but it was just like us talking about playing shadow hearts <laughs> <laughs> it was good it was really good. It was it was just a bunch of back and forth about Shadow Hearts. That was, that's my Mitomo memory. Um, I've had some really interesting ones, uh, but I remember that my friend ended up like creating her like Twitter account just so that people could add her on Mitomo. I'm like, wow, that's really counterintuitive. Um, <laughs> like, at, create your own social network on this other social network so that you can become friends with people on our social network. Like, Nintendo, I don't think you thought this through, buddy. Uh, I mean, that's kind of Nintendo sometimes when it comes to anything that deals with online or anything like that. It's just like... Fair. That's very fair. It's like, we get what you're trying to do, but no, that's not how the internet works, buddy. Right. And, I mean, it did end up like you could add people through Facebook and, again, like using other social networks to add people was strange. But, um... And I had people that were even, like, embarrassed to add me because, like, I don't want you to see my answers. I'm like... I mean, are you admitting you're a serial killer on Mitomo? Like, what it, What are you putting on there that you don't want me to see? Like, I thought we were bros. No, um, I'm sorry. We can't, we can't talk about my, my, my deepest regrets on Mitomo. Can't see those. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. Um, and, I mean, some of the questions were really strange. Like, I remember there was one that was like, uh, did you ever trust somebody that you shouldn't? I'm like, What? <laughs> Mario. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to answer this? I think literally everybody on Earth, including <laughs> infants, have trusted someone that they shouldn't. The guy who put his gamer tag on a pizza box. Oh man, you can bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> I'll uh, find a way to segue that in. <laughs> thanks, Melanie. Um. Yeah, so by the way, that doesn't work. Don't don't put your gamer tag on pizza boxes. Girls will not add you and thus date you and fall in love and whatever your your romantic notions are. Um God. A, a segue. <laughs> but important. Just just putting that out there. Uh also not related to any question on me Well, Actually, maybe that's my biggest regret. Is that I ever ordered that pizza that day? <laughs> it's the worst pizza you've ever had. Um, 
I mean, I don't know that I've ever really had bad pizza. Mm. Okay, no, that's a lie. I've had bad pizza. Bad pizza. And, like, um, like high school lunches is pretty terrible. There's a great. Uh, this is a complete different segue to from Nintendo, but <laughs> I I sent you the picture of like there's a chart in Night of the Woods where it's like the pizza scale where it's like very good pizzas like no you don't want to have it, it's too good and then, like everything else and then it's like everything else is good just good pizza and at the very bottom it's like bad pizza very bad don't eat. Yeah, it's legit. It's legit. Um, I think my brother ruined me because he gave me pizza in New York City and I'm like. Oh, that's all I ever want now. Or cold pizza. Cold pizza's not good. No, cold pizza's not good. Don't. But maybe, maybe love I just yourself, have like. Guys. Maybe I just have a bad memory of that because like, I ate cold pizza one night, like one of the rare times I was drinking, and then immediately barfed like oh. an hour or two later. So you've been, you were pulled a me that I've been doing since yeah. like ten o'clock last night. Yay! Yeah. Um, it's pleasant. Let me tell Welcome you. To the barf podcast. Whoop whoop. Um, speaking of things that make you barf, um, the, <laughs> uh, the drop game in Mitomo. Oh, right. Yeah, do that you, was, uh. Do you want to talk about that? It was bad. It was bad. Um, because I, I you not, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to edit that. Wow. I you not that. I did better when I would just like put the phone down and press the drop button and like not look at it than when I like tried to be strategic about where I was going to drop it to get the items. So it got to the point where I would literally just put my phone away from me, press the drop button multiple times until I got everything I wanted. Because if I looked at it, then I'd ruin everything and I would always get candy. And also, that was a bad thing. Candy did nothing and it was really irritating. And then they eventually implemented the system where you could use your candy to get tickets um, in another drop game. But again, it's another drop game. (gasps) One gameplay mechanic in that that entire app and it's just like the worst. It, It was so terrible and it didn't work very well at all. And, um... You know, it was strange because you would get randomized, like, your friends. And, like, if somebody was taller or skinnier, if somebody had, like, a giant head or whatever, like... I mean, they all had giant heads, but if somebody had a super big head for whatever reason, because they were tiny on their body. Like, it would throw off the whole, like, system of, of the dropping, and it was irritating. It was so irritating. <laughs> Hated the drop game. <laughs> and yet, I kept playing it because I wanted the costumes, because I'm a costume I have to bleep that too. Oh, do you have to bleep? I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. It's family friendly podcast. I mean, we might have to put the explicit tag on here for the amount of times we talk about barfing. Barfing is not explicit. Not safe for work. <laughs> Barf o'clock. Yeah, that's. Mitomo's not great. Which is kind of, I mean, for their first foray into mobile applications, like, you kind of were hoping that it was going to be something like. Like Mario or like some Nintendo franchise, not this weird social media hook. <laughs> the Miis. Uh, oh, it, God. Well, and it sucks because um, like I have points still from Mitomo, so I guess that even tells you how recently I've been playing it that I still have points from it. Why? Uh, which, which expire, by the way, which is lame. Um, but I think that's where I was going with this. They expire, and that's super, super lame. But 
um, you had to do a lot of very specific tasks in the game, and they ended up changing them in order to get you to do like post on post your outfit onto this thing. I was like, I don't want people that I don't know to see me. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, don't look at my me. Right. If I want to dress my me as Princess Peach with Chun Li buns, Chun Li buns, then I'm gonna do it. And I don't want anybody else to see it unless I told them they can see it. That's right. Ouch. Um, so it was kind of irritating. Like for a while, it was just like answer three questions a day and you get points or, you know, listen to your friends 10 times a day and you get points. And then they changed the rules. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, you know, it's fine listening to my friends with their super deep and weird questions. Um, <laughs> Until they decided that I had to do, like, global nonsense of sharing my outfit to get points. And I was like, no. And then they added in a drop game of, like, you can change the, um, like, look of your room. And you can send direct messages to your friends and get points doing that. I'm like, <laughs> why? I don't want to do any of this. Man, I'm I glad I got out of Mitomo by the, when I got out because, whew. Those changes do not sound good at all. No, I mean, I had a Zelda-themed room with a picture of my cats on it, which was kind of cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I also had, like, a me of Link that I would send out as my messenger. But um, it doesn't excuse the rest of it. That it was nonsense. No. Uh, I mean, I could just put a picture of my cats on my wall, and it's my apartment's already Zelda-themed, so... I mean, if you found room to put you, a picture of your cats on your wall. Oh, dang it. I have two new posters I have no idea what to do with. I'm like, I have no space for this. And Somebody frames that actually fit uh, said posters. Yeah, well, that's a disaster in and of itself. But somebody <laughs> hooked me up with an extra wall because I kind of need the space. You got a ceiling. There you go. All right. I do have a ceiling. Hmm. God, I, this is a completely side note tangent but like i remember when i was a kid like my sister put something up on the ceiling and my parents like freaked out like you can't do that <laughs> I I like, do what i want my my ceiling is riddled with dart holes so i had the glow in the dark stars on mine because i was a space nerd i mean nothing's really changed there but <laughs> you were one with the universe I am still one with a universe, friendo. <laughs> uh, well, so it didn't work. Game, it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, it didn't work. Uh, the next game we are going to talk about was announced at like Apple's keynote thing they it do was. around the time of E3. Uh, Super Mario Run, which just recently came out on Android, which I mean, don't bother. <laughs> yeah, don't don't even. Don't waste your time. I mean, the idea of playing a Mario game on a mobile device sounds real cool. Right. I was super excited for it when um, when I first found out that it was coming out. I was like, oh my god, I get to play Mario on my phone. This is amazing. And then you find out it's a runner and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me explain something to you. When you are... When you're somebody who legitimately has like anxiety disorders and you're given a runner game where you can't control your character and you can't do the things that you want to do, 
Like all it does is amplify your anxiety because you have a lack of a sense of control. And mm. so like Mario's running and I'm sitting there trying to jump and get all the freaking colored coins and I, I can't get it and I get frustrated and I start crying because I can't make Mario do what I want to do and I can't go backwards and I'm like, no, this is stressful. And Mario's not supposed to stress you out. It just seems like completely like the opposite of what Mari's supposed to be like. You can't run backwards. Like, what? What? (laughs) Um, Like Mario, part of the fun of Mario is like running around and kind of exploring the levels and like collecting all the stuff. It's not like a runner where you have to keep playing the same level over and over and over and over and over just so you can collect the stuff that you can clearly see that you just can't get to. They essentially made a game of like just all auto scroller levels, which are pretty much second to underwater levels as the worst levels in Mario games. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, it's it's just it's so frustrating, and you know they had the the like city building part with Toad, which I never quite understood what was happening. Yeah. Um, I literally never understood what was happening. Um, partially it was a way to really quickly. I think it was a way to unlock different characters. Oh, because you could get like their houses or buildings, whatever that would unlock them. But other than that, like, yeah, because like I bounce off of it real quick because I assume you did as well, Mm -hmm. which a, because the game wasn't good. Right. And then B, was the fact that, okay, you download it, you get that first world, and I don't even, you may not get the boss level, I don't remember or not, but it's like, oh yeah, if you want to play the rest of the game, you gotta pay us 10, you gotta give us $10. Yep. Which, nah. Nah, I mean, I, I've mentioned it several times on here before, I love Apollo Justice, I love the character. I love the game. I love everything Apollo related. Like he's he's a beautiful human being, and he's not even real. Um, I didn't pay money for that because it was so expensive. And I'm, I'm the same way with Mario. It's like I am not paying you guys ten bucks to do this game that stresses me out. Like, nah, you can you can flush your Mario down the toilet. Like you can find better runners on the App Store that are either free. Or, like, just a couple dollars. It's like, I'm not going to pay $10 for a game that's not good. And it's just kind of a cash grab for you guys. Right. It's it's just throwing the Mario image on, on, um, on the game to sell it, essentially. Like, it's it doesn't have any of the real charm of Mario games. No. It doesn't have the same kind of gameplay. Uh, it's just got characters. Which is it's, it's a shame. Like, Mario... Mario shouldn't be going around being treated like Sonic the Hedgehog. No, I agree with that. And, like, the only good thing, in my opinion, that came out of this is the stickers. Oh, right, yeah. But even then, it's just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, I I, I own several packs of stickers and rarely use them. Although, um, my, my reaction gift folder is probably my most used of anything. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> I think as well, just for me, like... This, I mean, the game does have like that new Super Mario Brothers aesthetic. It which, does. Granted, like I think that game looks real good, like graphically, mm-hmm. but also I hate the new Super Mario Brothers art style. Like I think it sucks. <laughs> it's garbage. 
So like that's that's just another reason for me to be like, nope. I don't mind it as much. Um, I know that at some point, like, can't you unlock playing as Peach? Or am I wrong on that? You can. I. You probably have to pay for it. I think you you unlock her by beating the game. Okay. So, so yeah, you have to pay for her. Um, as somebody who really liked Mario 2 because I could play as Princess Peach, and also as a huge fan of Super Princess Peach, which if you have not played it, guys, A-plus game on the DS, you should definitely try it. Haven't played it. Oh, man, it's so good. It's literally one of the best Mario games to come out like in the past like decade-ish. I think it's probably a little bit longer than that, but God, it was so good. It's such a good game, and I love playing as Princess Peach because people don't give her enough credit, much like another princess in the Nintendo uh, world. She's got that floaty jump. She does have that floaty jump, and um, you know, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, Super Princess Peach," you know, it's it's got this weird sexism thing of her emotions and everything. Uh, what? Yeah, you you play the game by like using her emotions so like her happy emotion like revive like heals her and her angry emotion like makes her set things on fire and her crying emotion makes her run really fast and like set like water everywhere and um so anyway you play via her emotions which people are like oh that's really sexist that you have this game starring her and you make her emotion motions the the gameplay mechanic but it's it's a fantastic game a plus um so i get kind of grumpy if i can't play as princess peach um just as an aside so um having her as someone that i have to pay for is a little which i guess like the one good thing about having like those characters like they all have like that mario 2 style to them so it's like you get luigi's gonna jump higher jump higher princess peach has the floaty jump so, I mean, that's the one cool thing, but then it's like... Well, at least there's one cool thing about this game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if I want that, I, like, I could go play literally any other Mario game that features those characters that I can play as. Right. So. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I Like I said, I, I got through a few levels and deleted it, and I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm completely done. Thank you. It's been real. And then 2017 happened, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, it's happened. And the third game of Nintendo's mobile strategy, hashtag Nintendo mobile strategy, was Fire Emblem Heroes, which they announced on their Fire Emblem Direct in like January or something like that. I just remember eating or sitting on the floor of my room eating Spanish rice and watching that thing and being like, oh yeah, Fire Emblem games, that's cool. When I remember that I had something that I was doing, and so you were texting me about it so that yeah. I would know. I don't even remember what I was doing. I'm sure it wasn't important. <laughs> uh, but I was like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. Because I actually do really like Fire Emblem games. You do. Here. Like, you you have way more experience with those games than I do. Like, I've kind of tried to play them, but I'm just like, I'm not great at strategy RPGs. So, like, that kind of puts me off. But, like, also, I think that relationship stuff in those games are cool. But I never really get a chance to get to the meat and potatoes of that. I have married so many dudes, and it's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, I know that I've texted you and also Christy. Like, 
about uh, my, my different husbands that I have because she's like, oh, I like this guy. I'm like, I'm married to him. And then like I'm married to a different guy that you text me about. I'm like, I have too many Fire Emblem husbands. I remember you just texting me your Fire Emblem uh, Fates playthroughs. <laughs> just going through those that, those journeys, which were a, which were a fun treat. Uh, it was it was real good. Um, oh, I had so much fun with Fates until I got to the very third one, and then I got, I was burned out because um, I played them all back to back, and that was yeah. a, a mistake on my part. Um, I married so many dudes. It's good. <laughs> Awakening was good too, um, but I don't think we were bros when Awakening was out. No. So, um, and I played some of the older Fire Emblems, but I don't like them as much. Um, you guys can call me hashtag casual now if you want. Because uh, I don't like permadeath. It's not I, fun. It's not fun. It's not a good mechanic. I'm not the best at strategy games anyway. Um, I like RPGs. I like stories. Fire Emblem has good stories. Um, but permadeath is terrible and it's a it's a bad mechanic and i don't like it when games are just hard for the sake of being hard i can i can understand why games have that like like fire emblem like XCOM, where like it does give a little bit more of like an impact when you're like with these characters and it's like there's this tense feeling of like oh god one of these people could die at any moment but yeah like for for me for you for like we're not strategy rpg experts by any means Mm -hmm. especially so like, that just does nothing for me. It's just like, oh well, I gotta love love another person now because I'm bad at this game. Right, and I don't I don't like being overly stressed when I'm playing video games. Right. I just don't like that. So, uh, getting rid of permadeath and adding in like the social element of it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I like this. And um, I also like Crom was was great. Although Crom is not one of my husbands, believe it or not. How dare you? I know. I'm so rude. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, then Heroes came out. And I was excited because, like I said, I like Fire Emblem games. Which is basically kind of like an easy version of... Or kind of like a beginner's Fire Emblem game. It's Fire Emblem Light. Yeah, so it's like you have four people per team. You'll go up against like three to five, six people because sometimes the game gets hard. Yeah. Like, for me initially, like, I was like, this is actually kind of fun. Like, it's making me kind of enjoy the idea of a strategy RPG, which I I'd ki- I don't really have, like, my mind wrapped around that, per se, just because I haven't really been able to kind of, like, click with one mm-hmm. in a good way. So, like, this was kind of helping, but it just it, it never really stuck the landing, I don't think. Like, it, uh-uh. it gives a good impression, but then, like, everything else kind of falls apart when it's like, oh, yeah, it's a Gachapon-style mobile game where you get all of your heroes via random draw, and most of the time, you're just going to get hot garbage. Pretty much. Um, so it's really frustrating that it takes you a while to gather up the orbs. It was helpful when they were giving you orbs, like, daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you had, it, like, enough story missions to like, where you could, like, you know, gather enough. Right. Um, so that was nice, and I was getting some some characters I was okay with. Uh, although I've gotten, like, at least seven of the same guy. And I'm like, will you stop giving me this dude? <laughs> like, 
Like, I clearly don't want him. I don't use him. Please stop giving him to me. I don't need this guy. And they're always three stars. Like, if you're going to keep giving it to me, like, at least give me a four or a five. Like, uh, so it's, it's very random. And sometimes you end up with good ones and sometimes you don't. And, um, I mean, what's frustrating to me about it is that it is either expensive or difficult to um like get a character leveled up it's way too hard to to level up characters because like basically you get a new character like you, you get a five star and you want to put that in your team but well, they're level one and everyone else is going to be way higher level so it's either like oh just throw them in your team and hope they get some experience here and there or like i don't know i'll just make a new team i guess of just randos but then you can't go right? through the, like the story levels that you're like I had at that current time, like um, right. when I, when I quit playing, my characters were generally like level twenty six, level twenty seven, something like that. So they could go through like the hard missions and collect orbs. And then I started getting like really good five star characters, and I was like, oh, I want to use this character, but they are level one, and everybody else is level twenty six, and I don't have enough of these little Jimmy things. To make them a like a good level, so then you have to go and train them through the training tower, and it's tedious and annoying, and like mm. it's frustrating. It's so frustrating because like, what's the point of having this like randomized system where you can get good characters if you can't even use them? Right. So I end up having just like a stack of five star characters. I'm like, oh, I'd really like to use you guys, but I can't. So enjoy hanging out in the little barracks. It, it it's especially I think just bad as well because like a that story is not good. No. And like ends on a cliffhanger where it's like I literally don't care at this point. It's like it I, was the most like predictable story, and just like everything around it was like. Which is a shame because like Awakening and Fates had really good stories, and so I was kind of expecting more of heroes, and then like. No, it, it's hot garbage. Uh, and then they're like, we're going to add in these paralogs so that you can get more information on the story. I'm like, I don't want more information on the story because I don't friggin' care. Especially when and, the first one was just like, here's all these brothers who want to bone their sisters. Yeah, that was creepy. And it was real creepy. Like, yeah. Like, what are you doing, Nintendo? Stop. Well, and it also had nothing to do with the actual story. It's, like, literally right. just an excuse for them to add more Fire Emblem characters, which is mm -hmm. fine. I understand that. But, like, if you're leaving the main story on a cliffhanger and you're going to bring in paralogs and, like, your first one is this creepy, like, sin, like, incestuous nonsense, um, I'll pass. Like first impression. <laughs> no, no, it's really not. Um, probably what would have been better is one of the later ones that they had that was, like, her explain the her like the main villain explaining how she feels like some things like in her head, right? Yeah, like, totally. Like that would have made more sense, but no, we get weirdos. So also, like, it, there's no relationship stuff in this game either. No, which is a real bummer because I mean that's like the way Fire Emblem's kind of gone the last couple of years. I I don't know if like the the remake of the 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 NES game is gonna have that stuff in it, but like for the most yeah, part, like know. that's like that's the direction Fire Emblem's gone, and it's just like it's a bad Gachapon style game. Yeah, like, having a fixed stamina limit as well oh. is like the antithesis of what those games are. Because right. for the most part, 
Let me tell you about a good Gatchapon style game. It's called Love Live School Idol Project. School Idol Festival, excuse me. And with that game, like, you gain characters through random draw, but, like, if you save up enough of hearts, you basically can draw 11 at a time. And, like, in it, in that draw, you're guaranteed to have, like, the second best, like, rarity rating. One of, like, one of your, uh, one of the cards will be like that. And then, like, you know, you feed idle girls to idle girls to make them stronger. But. Um, excuse me? You feed idle girls to idle girls to make them stronger. It makes sense. <laughs> it's how, it's basically how, like, you, um, it's just how you level up them. It's like, oh, here's all my, like. Oh, no, I mean, I, I understand the concept, but I'm also, like. Uh, idle cannibalism <laughs> is kind of like a real real interesting like uh, <laughs> it, it, it's uh it's good commentary on the idol scene we'll put it that way exactly but like <laughs> the main mechanic of that game is you have a, a standard level okay. uh, like beside like all your your card level so it's like your user level so like that'll go up each time like you'll play songs you'll get experience um and all that sort of stuff and then each time you level you level up you gain new stamina so you're pretty much like every time you progress you're gaining more stamina to play longer to do more things within the game itself and it unlocks more story more songs all that sorts of stuff but with this like you don't have like an overall user level so you're stuck with that fixed um, fixed stamina meter, which especially once you get high enough level with, like, the characters you have and, like, the squad you have, and you're playing on, like, the hardest difficulty, like, some of those missions are, like, 15 to 20 stamina just for one mission. One mission. So it's, like, you do two, and then, like, oh, you're done. That's it. Yeah. Which I guess, like, they're supposed to, like, upgrade it to 99. That's not fixing the problem. The, it's not fixing the problem. No, like. It's a Band-Aid. Yeah, it's essentially it's a band-aid. Like eventually they're going to have enough material in that game to where there's going to be enough like hard missions to where like you'll be able to do enough like three or four now and then you'll be running out of, you'll run out of stamina. So you need to have that progression of stamina to keep players to, to keep players wanting to play longer but also incentivizing them to keep playing the game so they'll be able to play longer once like their stamina keeps going up and up and up. It's not like just like, oh, it's this fixed thing, so I can't really do much with this. And I wonder, um, since I refuse to pay money on mobile games because that's who I am, um, I'm poor. Uh, can you buy the stamina potions like from the store? Is that a thing that you can do? Yes. Okay, so I'm assuming so. that's that's part Wait, of their system. Is... I don't have it installed anymore, but... <laughs> I guess I you could install it real quick, but I, I think that's probably part of their incentive. Like, I know that they stopped giving as many orbs because, like, orbs is money. I think it's you, you can only buy orbs, but you might be able to trade in orbs for various items within the game. Ah. So, like, I mean, that's three orbs are $1.99. Best value is 140 which is 110 plus 30 bonus for $74.99. Best value. Oh, buddy. It's like, um, I saw that article when it launched about, like, the guy who dropped a grand on Fire Emblem. I'm like, oh, wow. That's a waste of money. It is a huge waste of money. And, like, if you have a grand to throw on Fire Emblem, like, please give me that money. 
Um, because I am poor and would like that. <laughs> like, I'm not going to spend money on a mobile game unless, like, I feel like I've gotten enough time and, like, entertainment out of it that I'm like, okay, I feel good and comfortable about giving these people money. Like, yeah. they deserve it. So, like, I mean, I've I spent money on Love Live, but I've played that game for hundreds of hours. So I feel like okay with that. But if, if it was like, if it was Fire Emblem, I'd be like, no. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not giving them money. Um, Actually, I'm trying to think if I've given any of them money. No. Because I'm trying to think of like what mobile games I've played. And it's yeah. like Pokemon I didn't do. Fire Emblem I didn't do. Mitomo, I don't think they even had money. Um, Mario, I, no, refuse. Um. <laughs> I didn't give any money to Mystic Messenger, which I probably should have because, like, I played so much of it, but I didn't give any money to them. I feel like the half of that, you were reluctantly playing that. Okay. Yes, I was reluctantly <laughs> playing, but I also put it on my game of the year list, so. Which, oh, man. Okay, I mean, to be fair, like, I've put Love Live on one of my game of the year lists, so. Right. Um, if you If you end up really caring about what happens with one of the characters. I feel like that's a solid solid game at that point that like even though right, there's some right. frustration, like I, I actually gave a crap about what happened to the dudes. Um which by the way they just came out with April Fool's DLC for that. And it's all that very tempting. <laughs> uh what was I oh I don't give money to games. I, I I would not give money to Fire Emblem um for stamina or orbs or anything. Uh especially because with the experience I've had of like using the orbs to do the the rolls, like if I spent money and got a crap roll like I, I usually get, oh, I'd be so yeah. Um, because like that money could literally go to food, and that's more important to me. Or literally anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Um, so it's I don't know. One thing that I will give it a lot of credit for is that um, they did redraw the characters for this. And they got a lot of voice actors to say like three lines for it, but still. They did, but the art is really, really great, and I like a lot of the reinterpretations of the characters. Um, although, as much as I love Odin Dark, I really love Odin Dark. Like, his junk is right up on the screen. And I'm like, <laughs> buddy, you might want to rein it in a little bit there. Come on. Um, although, you know, I still appreciate him for being a man with a boob window. And and that doesn't always happen. Not every guy can pull off a boob window. He pulls it off. He pulls it off very, very well. But I'm just, I'm so glad that there is a man with a boob window in Fire Emblem. <laughs> And that's not a statement I ever thought I would say in my entire life. So there, yeah, there you go. Is is there like anything at all that would like make you want to reinstall it? Um, honestly, like entire like let's be real. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's why I'm asking you the question. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, if they added some of the social bits in there. I probably would. Or if they made it easier to level up your characters. I think for me, the only way I would reinstall is if they had Tokyo Mirage Session characters. <gasps> oh. Whether that be like that. the whether that be like the game versions of the Fire Emblem characters or just 
you could you get a random Subasa. I would say if if Subasa was in there, Subasa would be in every single party. Let's wreck stuff. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Her character but- would only could only work if it was just her saluting <laughs> and talking to cats. Yes. I, yeah, that's that's literally the only way I would reinstall it, which I know they're not going to do because they're not. That game's not canon or whatever they want to claim. Um, but it's great, and it's one of the best games I've played in a long, long time. It's the best Fire Emblem game. Let's be real. Uh, I agree with you. It is. Um, I love it, and I had way more fun with that game than most anything. Um. Again, it was my game of the year last year, so. Um, it's it's a beautiful piece of art, and I, I would definitely reinstall just to try and get those characters. And especially, yeah. like, if there was a paralogue with them, oh, it'd be man. great. Man, man. Because yeah. <sighs> the characters that are in the game as the Fire Emblem characters, like, they're in Fire Emblem Heroes. They're just their original yeah, yeah, yeah. forms. They're not their Carnage forms. So like uh, I, I like I'll see some of them like oh hey I know that yeah like uh, I got uh, Kaeda the other day and I was like ah nice exactly like that um, <laughs> but like, like I'm rocking uh, Tiki as like my main ah uh, yeah you, whenever I would get greeted it was always by Tiki from you which that's another thing I never understood is like how do you choose who greets people I think you just put them in like the number one spot. Oh, is that how it works? I think that's how it works. Because, like, you always had, like, the default um, the default character you get at the very beginning. That's weird, because that's definitely not my number one spot. But yeah, like, because that's why I thought, like, I was like, why would she still have that? Like, it's like a level five character now for her. That doesn't make sense. So I, there might be, like, some other setting you have to do to be like, hey, this is the character I want to represent me. Or some I don't know. That, like, that I thought maybe it was good. the hearts. But I didn't know what the hearts meant, so, like... I think hearts are only, like, hey, don't delete this character. <laughs> don't. Don't let another character eat this character. I... See, th- this is the thing that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't understand... I mean, I guess they it didn't matter. don't explain things well in that game. It didn't <laughs> matter who point. was greeting people, but, like, I had I had other characters that could greet, um, that... Right. I don't know. Um... It has some of the like dicey, gross stuff um, that some of the Fire Emblem games are kind of prone to, um, which is kind of irritating. Uh, so one thing that I kind of... Okay, it's not even kind of... I didn't like the battle damage sprites. Oh, right, because everyone gets like weird damage attributed to them. Right, and some of the like women characters, it's a little bit dicey. Um, and and I mean, like, I've never liked the character Tharja, ever. Um, and so like her outfit is weird, and like for some reason she got like a boob upgrade, and I'm like, how? Like, is this necessary? Do we really, really need to do this? But then like, you know, you have characters like um. Soccer and Elise, who are like teenage girls, and they're still like covered, which is good. Thank you. Um, but it's you know it's kind of frustrating that uh, there there are certain characters that are treated like really respectfully, and um, you know then there are characters who have like full armor in certain points, and then like mini skirts, and I'm like oh, okay, that makes sense. 
And um, so there is some weirdness there. And again, there is the addition of Odin Dark and his boob window and <laughs> giant crotch in your face. Um, but he's one character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's kind of frustrating as a woman playing these. And I'm like, oh, good. There's another girl in a short skirt. Yay. When are they going to oh, make their oh. hoppers of uh, respectable characters and just uh, off material characters? And it's like, okay. And then, like, every single dude on my team has, like, full armor. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 frustrating, and it's always like that in Fire Lama. So, like, I kind of expected that, but... Um, do better in Japan. Do better in general. Like, it's it's not that hard to not be creepy, guys. Like... <laughs> It's not that hard to treat women as people. Um, wow. What what a concept. <laughs> That's going to go um, over like all those capital G gamers head. What are you doing? They don't <laughs> understand that language. <laughs> women are people? What? What? <laughs> um, and I mean, I guess that's... That's one thing that was um, somewhat nice in Tokyo Mirage Sessions is even though, like, some of the characters were a little, like, bleh, but, um, you know, the characters themselves, like, the men and the women had, like, goofy costumes, and then they had, like, their really weird costumes, but nobody ever felt, like, really gross. Right. Um, and that may partially be because, um, like, I was playing the U.S. version, but I was okay with that. I'm, I will state it again. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the U.S. version, in my opinion, is better. Absolutely. Mic drop. Mic drop. We'll probably do an episode on Tokyo Mirage Sessions at some point, but like literally, all those localization changes they made make the game better because Tsubasa as a character is not going to go around in a f***ing skimpy outfit no matter what. That's not how her character works. Sorry you want to f***ing off to her while playing that game and want to see her like hanging out but that's not how her character works Get like she literally has social anxiety and i'm like oh yeah, exactly social anxiety would not be like she's she was like portrayed in the japanese version but anyway we digress um i know it's frustrating it's so frustrating we should do a tokyo mirage sessions episode um so it's for those of you who have uh who have been paying attention to our episodes that sometimes we name drop other things and then end up doing an episode. Get yourself prepared. Hold on to your butts. It's happening. Eventually. We should talk about something that will always be a little bit more cheerful. Oh? Than everything we talked about. <laughs> uh, the final game that has been hinted at, or, I mean, it's basically been confirmed that in their, I guess, first iteration of mobile games is going to be Animal Crossing, and that's supposed to come out at some point. I think, like, originally it was supposed to come out before Q1, but, I mean, we've got three days left of Q1. It's not coming out anytime soon, so sometime in 2017, Animal Crossing is going to come out. And I know you said something of this, like, about this uh, before we started recording, but I think if there's a game that could work on mobile, like, with the way Nintendo has done, has done it so far, I think Animal Crossing could be it. I think Animal Crossing has the best potential out of any of the titles that they're working with. I thought maybe Mario, and then they released it and was like, nope. But uh, I think Animal Crossing has the best potential to translate well into a mobile game. Yeah, because, I mean, that game itself is, like, just very casual. It's very just... It's a 
It's a chill game. It's super chill. And a lot of that game is essentially like coming in, checking in on stuff, like, you know, buying stuff, picking fruit, checking in with your neighbors. And then you just do that. You just do that every day, pretty much. And that's kind of what mobile games are to an extent nowadays. Like they've adapted that model. So like, you know, you just you take Animal Crossing, you kind of shrink it down for mobiles to like you're not going to have like probably like a big town or anything like that. You might slim down on some like the the shops or some like the the things like that. Like you probably won't have like I don't know, in my head it'd be like you'd have you'd have your your buddy Tom Nook who's going to nickel and dime you every single every time <laughs> of the way. Uh you'd have like a shop. I don't think you would have like the recycle shop. You'd have like I don't know, like a town hall or something. Maybe a place to go put artifacts and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure you'd have like an outfit area. Yeah, that th- I think that would basically be it. Yeah. So like I and if you do that, I think you would be able to make Animal Crossing work and still be able to implement like, you know, stuff like with friends and all that sort of stuff like, you know, oh hey, a friend came over for a day and that's it. Like maybe not do like the weird villager going from friend to friend whenever you visit someone's town like that weird quest yeah um i I was thinking um kind of like on the 3ds how you like have a when you do like street pass there's somebody at your at your gate and they come say hi and can like yeah do a mission with you or whatever like i'm thinking more like that and that if you're a friend like that they can appear and it does something for you, but I don't know what. Um, because I just or this they come and give you like a random item from like right town. Like, here's the fruit I have, okay, later. Because <laughs> I think like the way that game works as well, like, you could easily um adapt to touch controls, yeah, just as like, oh, I need to sh- you could pull up your items, like, bop, 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 uh, tap to where you want to like dig a hole or do whatever, catch a bug, fish. I think all that stuff would easily work on like a touch screen because I mean, I mean those games have been on DS and 3DS and they've worked pretty well so far. So, but I mean, it's not necessarily the same thing. But I mean, maybe this is just us hoping, considering the the three previous Nintendo mobile releases have not have not set the world on fire. Have not let's let's be real, they've not been good. No, they've not been good. I'm so, not impressed. And that's coming from somebody who is kind of a Nintendo fangirl, so. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about, like, doing this episode, and you were like, this episode's going to be real negative. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's just kind of the the way it is sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad that I don't have a whole lot more positive to say, because I know that it's it's something that they're trying, and, you know, I, I want to give credit somewhere. But at the same time, like, you got to make games fun, and you got to make them work. And if they don't, then I'm not going to play them. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't have as much loyalty in the sense of that I'm just going to keep doing things because, like, the name on it. I completely agree. So, let's just hope Animal Crossing is good. That's the only thing we can hope for. Because I mean, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, before we go, though, Nintendo is obviously committed to making mobile games. Is there anything, like, franchise-wise, like, character-wise, that you'd want to see them try and tackle? 
I think if they did like a WarioWare game, that would be really fun. I yeah yeah, I feel like that's just a slam dunk. I mean, it makes sense. It would be something that could easily be implemented. They're like, kind of like mini games, so it would mm-hmm. you know be okay on a mobile form. Um, whereas I, I don't think you would have as much of that. Sorry, uh, I don't think that you would have as much of that, and like, um, you couldn't do like a Zelda game, right? Uh, we've seen how many games the Zelda games go, and it's called Link's Crossbow Training. And I, what about Link's Crossbow Training Two? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I still own that. I've told you this. I still own yeah, it. You do. I showed you a picture. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like a WarioWare type game would be fun. Uh, and it seems kind of strange that they wouldn't try something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like how we were saying, you know, how 1-2-Switch should have been a WarioWare game. It should like, have. These are slam dunks, Nintendo. Why aren't you putting the ball in the hoop? Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, they're doing the Universal Nintendo World um, theme park. And my brother and I, on uh, our trip back from Florida, we're just literally throwing out ideas for, like, rides and things that people could do. And Keller and I were looking at each other like, why isn't Nintendo hiring us? Because we clearly have better <laughs> ideas than they do. <laughs> like, we, we can use their their characters and their their franchises way better than they can so like hire us please because we have so many good ideas <laughs> watch it this is where they uh this is where they release mother 3 <laughs> on mobile. <laughs> <laughs> or this is where like the next metroid game comes on oh, mobile god Which, that, uh, would, that would that, that would not work let's just be real but still it would, it would upset people um you might could do like a really crappy version of like Star Fox but again it would kind of upset people I think. I was um, really thinking that maybe you could do an F-Zero game I was literally just thinking that I was literally just thinking that could do an F-Zero because uh, I mean there's not doing anything else with F-Zero yes. yeah. I, I, I kind of would like if like they just revive some like old franchise that has just been laying around like kind of like what we've been saying but like that could work but I, I'm drawing a blank now. Do like an ice climbers? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could it could work. You could do ice climbers. Um, you could probably do a better like Kid Icarus game than the 3DS game if you did a mobile. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's 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 things that they could do and um, would revive some old 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 characters and concepts they haven't used in a while that or have used poorly yeah um but since they won't hire me these ideas will probably stay stay in my brain and on this podcast (laughs) i mean they're on the internet so they can just completely steal these from us and then we will not see any compensation for them yay thanks nintendo yeah um, they're just going to give us a cease and desist letter now. <laughs> Dang it. Whoops. Mubby. <sighs> well, I mean, there's there's ways that it can be done well, and there's games that would probably be better suited for mobile. It's just a matter of them figuring out how to do it. 
which I, knowing Nintendo, that might take a while. <laughs> which is the the unfortunate thing. Maybe I think it's a hundred percent the unfortunate thing. I mean, they have so many good things that could work, and that you know it wouldn't be that difficult to implement. But you know, it's just a matter of them figuring it out. And um, as much as I love Nintendo, they're they're also you know it'd work um, that they haven't done anything with in a, in a minute. What Nintendo dogs? Yeah. Like, you pet the dog and you throw the frisbee and all that. Like, that would totally work. I totally would not have thought of Nintendo dogs. But I, mean, I, I think you're right, yeah. That would work well for, like, kids and everything. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I played Nintendo dogs, but, <laughs> uh, like, Nintendo dogs would work great. Um, I don't remember what that brain game was, but, like, brain that age? Would, Brain age, there you go. That kind of stuff would totally work, and they haven't been doing anything with them since the DS, so. They kind of had that, like, that phase, and then, like, everyone just, like, forgot about those brain training games. Yeah. Um, but I think Dogs would work really well. Um, you could do, like, like a, a Pikmin. Uh, I don't know how, though. I mean, it would have to be a dumbed-down version of Pikmin. Yeah. Um, but you could, you know, do the whole, like, click the pigment and click where it needs to go type thing. Like, somewhat of a, a strategy style-ish, but... Kind of like a a retro-looking RTS? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of... Yeah. They could, they could throw, like, a Picross game on there. They could. That would be easy enough. <laughs> I mean, they have just, like, a ton of stuff up their sleeve that they could use that would work much better than anything that they put out so far. I'm going to leave you with this. Dr. Mario 2. <gasps> Why haven't they done that? I'm going to make sure there isn't already a Dr. Mario 2. <laughs> no, but, I mean, like, a Dr. Mario on the mobile would work so well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, it's perfect. Nintendo? Call me. Reggie, call me. Reggie, just call us anyway because you're rad. I'll, I'll just be like, Reggie, my body is ready. My body is Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, your body is ready for us. That sounds terrible and I should not have said that. <laughs> to give you these fantastic ideas. Um, we do know that he thinks that Link is hot. I mean, everyone thinks Link is hot. It's because Link the- is hot. Breath of the Wild, more like, let's bone Link of the Wild. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Have you seen him? He's beautiful. In most iterations, when he's an adult, he's beautiful. You should Be- go listen to our Breath of the Wild podcast. It's a treat. You should. Um, it's it's great. And, man, I am such a Link slash Zelda fangirl. Not, like, as in shipping them, although there is that, too. But... Um, I am such a fangirl and I, anytime I get to talk about anything Zelda related, I'm like, yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Zelda. It's true. It's very, Uh, very true. (laughs) I, uh, I hope there comes a day when I can just like talk about all the, all the, the manga that's come out recently. I mean, we have this podcast. 
<laughs> do we? What are we, we doing right now? Did you know we can talk about manga on it? <laughs> Wait, but you haven't read them. I mean, you've read them via me, but... I mean, that's all right. You can tell me about them. All right. It would be it like would be one like... of my solo episodes, except you would. I would be here too. Yeah, I don't want to do it solo. I'm I'm not as charming when I'm solo. I'm, <laughs> I'm not charming anyway. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Pure lies. Pure lies on this here podcast. Oh, man. Um, I just, now all I'm thinking is I want to play Dr. Mario on my phone. That should be the main takeaway from this podcast. Hey, Nintendo. Dr. Mario? Mobile? Yeah. Question mark? Please? Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) All right, well. Despite the fact that Nintendo Mobile's <laughs> strategy so far has been very disappointing, we have come up with the greatest of ideas. We to have reinvigorate Nintendo and them on the mobile platform. And, and I, I, I just sorry, I didn't throw up once. Exactly. This is not this is not become a vom podcast, which is <laughs> kind of good because I probably would not have felt well if you just ran off the vom. <laughs> I've considered it a few times, but I'm all right. This is not a not safe for work podcast anymore. So yeah. Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario on mobile. Do it Nintendo. <laughs> I will give you money. Well, depending on how much. I will give you anything up to five US dollars. I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I mean also, also I mean you could pay us for some consulting money, considering we came up with the idea. Probably no one else ever on the internet has come up with this idea yet. No, no. Hire us. Clearly not. No. I have a literal tattoo of Link. Like, come on, guys. You want me. (laughs) That's really going to sell them on Dr. Mario. (laughs) No, I'm just saying Nintendo needs me. I'm also a a video game historian, so, like, I can help them out. Call me. Anyone? Call me. Bueller? All right, that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> Me just like plugging myself for a job. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to happen. Welcome huh. to episode number 17 where we help Anladium get a job. It's never going to happen. And talk about some mobile games. I don't know. <laughs> Although, again, we came up with much better ideas than Nintendo has in the entire strategy of their mobile gaming. So, like, what the heck, Nintendo? Get it together. Uh Maybe maybe sometime down the road, like, I don't know, next year this time, we could be able to talk about how Nintendo's turned their mobile platform around. Or it'll just be like, man, those Nintendo mobile games are still bad. What <laughs> is going on? So, something to look forward to maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year if we're all still alive. Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, it'll be the Nintendo Mobile Game Strategy Electric Boogaloo episode. Yeah. Look forward to it. Anyways. <laughs> check out SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool. It's a cool website where it hosts this podcast. Yeah. check out all of our previous episodes, like the one we did last week. On April Fools. It was real good, wasn't it? Haha, <laughs> so good. Yeah. 
we haven't recorded it yet, so I can't really say for sure. We haven't, but I imagine it's going to be good because I I love what we're we're talking about. So go listen yeah. to it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Anime Checkup. I almost said at Anime Twitter, which is not the <laughs> correct one. At yeah. Anime Checkup, where you can communicate with us if you want to talk to us about anything about any of our episodes, or just have just want to chat about video games or anime or manga considering this is a podcast about conversations about those things we're pretty rad people we're pretty accessible we're pretty rad people you can see me tweet about reading shoujo manga late at night that's the thing i do and also tweeting about wrestling anime did you listen to rough while you were reading them no dang it i would have had a looper for like two hours so um then why is that a problem i mean you're right that it's not a problem let's be real I want to do an episode about shoujo manga on this podcast, but somehow get the rights to rough and have that be the intro song for the episode. (laughs) Oh my God. It's a lofty goal, but it's a goal. It is a lofty goal. It is a very, very lofty goal. But every time I hear that song, I feel like I'm just in an anime and it makes me so happy. It's so good. Um, also on our Twitter, if you scroll back a little bit, is a link to the song that we are discussing at this moment. It's true. Um, but yeah, we're we're pretty rad. You should come talk to us. We're we're somewhat friendly, I think. Um, and you should listen to our Breath of the Wild episode because we just mentioned that a few minutes ago. And all of our previous episodes are all very good, ranging from a variety of different topics, from Breath of the Wild, the NES Classic retrospective episodes on Danganronpa, Persona, the Zero Escape series, uh, the Danganronpa 3 anime, High School of the Dead, which uh, rip in peace to the creator of that who passed away just recently. Yep. So yeah, you should go check out all those. Um, new anime podcasts will probably be up around this time, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the latest episode of that if you want. Uh, go check out Anladium at Anladium.com. It's where you can find all her fun, cool stuff. And I guess next week we're going to talk about Zelda games. I don't know. Heck yeah. I love talking about Zelda games. I thought that was going to be this episode. Then you're like, let's do the mobile one. I was like, cool, let's do that. <laughs> I, well, I felt like it was a good idea to just, it seems relevant right now. And it, it obviously, I mean, it's a shorter podcast as evident by the time as you can tell right now, we're around like an hour, 10 minutes. So, Also, yeah, I've been puking for 24 yeah. hours. So. <laughs> Don't want to be talking for like two hours in uh, that case. So, I think if you get me started on a Zelda episode, it's going to be longer than two hours. I'll be honest with you. So, yeah, we're going to talk about games that I've played recently in the Zelda chronology of games. Yep. Which isn't all of them, let's be real. So it's not going to be like a retrospective episode because, A, that would take 24 hours most likely. Especially since I'm on the podcast, yes. Exactly. And I've played all of them, but the uh, the CDI games. Every single one. God, we should play the CDI games and talk about them. Uh, <laughs> I I think maybe we should not do that. That's also probably a good idea. Let's just, let's just play Link's Crossbow Trainer and talk about that. When are we going to talk about Donkey Konga? That's the real question. Uh, when are we going to talk about Donkey Konga? That because um, Shiny Happy People? Come on. Come on. Man, what a weird series of games. Yeah, so, no kidding. I don't know. Maybe look forward to that in the near future. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> and Link's crossbow training. <laughs> and Link's crossbow training. That's also a thing. You can emulate that. It's on Dolphin. Because right? you can emulate like a bunch of Wii games on there. 
You can. Um, but I still own the freaking game, so. Hey, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Tune back in next week when we talk about a bunch of Legend of Zelda video games. <laughs> Question Why did mark. you say it like that? That's the way you outro an episode. No, it's not. Oh my goodness. I'm, the, I'm a professional here. We should we should all be aware of that. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>